Welcome to the podcast where we sometimes talk about fitness, but we always talk about nothing. I'm Haley Jones. I'm Mandy Jones. And, and this, this is Joneser Side. All right. Welcome back to Joneser Size. Welcome back. So glad you're welcome here. Back. Sorry, I just had to. <laughs> welcome I couldn't help myself. Back. All right, so as always, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Today, we have a very special guest, and we are pumped to share this awesome person that I have recently met um, with you. Um, but before we get into all that, if you don't already, go give us a follow on Instagram at Jones or Says Pod. And um, go watch Mandy's seven layer dip video yes (laughs) oh heck yeah um that's that's a yes that's been a finisher um at our house all week let's just put it that way every (laughs) everyone's finishing it off I've got to make another run but um but our special guest today is Jen Bay Coffin she is here with us today Haley first met Jen several years ago at the Glowing Body Studio um Jen According to Haley, this is Haley testimonial. Yes, this is true. Um, yeah, she told me <laughs> after we did Jen's class that um, that she literally transformed how Haley experiences yoga, especially through her core when she does any kind of yoga practice. Um, okay, so Haley met her, raved and raved. Fast forward many years later, mm-hmm. and we went to her class last week at the Glowing Body. If you missed it, go listen on episode 55, and you'll hear all about our experience um, doing a Will Yoga class. And um, spoiler alert, we loved it. So okay, go yeah. back and listen, and you can kind of hear the reason why we wanted to have Jen on today. So um, I'm going to let um, Haley introduce Jen to us, but we're just so glad you're here. So welcome, welcome. I hope you have fun hanging out. Jones are sizing. Yes. Okay, Jen. I, so I pulled these bio. I pulled like bios from the internet because I didn't. I, I, anyway, so there's, this is wrong. <laughs> you correct <laughs> me. Okay, so Jen, um, she has been a yoga instructor for 18 years. And I think yoga in for what, 20, how many years? Oh, probably 30. Plus. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Okay. I'll um, tell you, I'll tell you how I got into yoga. Yes. We are. We, we're going to be talking about that. Um, okay. So Jennifer's goal as a teacher is to con- encourage her students to find therapeutic benefits of their practice, um, be it vigorous or more passive so that it may be a lifelong endeavor. Her teachers include Sadie, Sadie Nardini, who if you don't know who Sadie Nardini is, you need to go check her out because she's literally amazing. Sean Johnson, Philip Cliff, Doug Swinson, David Swinson, Stephanie Keach, Heather Tiddens, and her son, Max. She is certified as a core strength vinyasa yoga teacher by Sadie Nardini. And um, you can you can follow her and get her classes online or at Going Body. She's literally amazing. And um, yeah, let's do some rapid fire so you can get to know Jen a little bit better. Okay. So if you haven't heard our rapid fire, it's literally two different things and they're silly, but this is just a good way for you to know Jen. Okay. So are you ready, Jen? I'm ready. You were born for this moment. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Oh, training has led me to this. Yes. To this <laughs> moment. Okay. <laughs> Working out. 
fans or no fans? Like, like air fans. Um, no fans. Yes. Get you some. I agree. And people make fun of that. Um, would you rather work out in the morning or in the evening? Um, evening. Okay. Would you rather, uh, be alone or would you rather be active with a group, like working out or whatever? I like a group. Okay. Um, music or no music? Absolutely music. <laughs> um, would you rather teach a class or take a class? Teach. Ah, okay. Inside or outside? Outside. Okay. Competitive or everyone's a winner? Mm, I'm probably somewhere in the middle of that. Um, <laughs> would you rather a headstand or a crow? Um, crow. Oh, okay. Yoga mat or yoga bolster? What do you prefer? What's your favorite? Mm -hmm. I think a bolster. Okay, uh, okay, strap or wheel? Wheel. Oh, okay. Down dog or cat cow? Down dog. Awesome. Okay, I got to ask you about the headstand versus the crow. Me too. That's my question too. <laughs> why is, why the headstand over the crow? No, she said well, crow over a headstand. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, because um, I think that there's um, uh, there's a lot more strength um, and already in crow. Um, not that there's not a headstand, but gotcha. crow, I think can be way more challenging than headstand. Okay. Gotcha. And, um, pressure on the neck. Um, uh, okay. Is, like, I don't know. Just as a, as a teacher, like I tend to not put people in situations where they have pressure on their neck okay. too much. That makes sense. Um, okay. You may not want to answer this, but when it comes to taking a class versus teaching a class, mm -hmm. I can be extremely yeah. critical when I'm taking a class of the instructor, just because I myself am a, an instructor. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm just curious if you find yourself doing the same, or if it's really just more like you have a just better soul than I do. And I'm, you just like, <laughs> <people more. laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I can, I can have those moments of, yeah, that, of course, um, I'm human, but I, and don't get me wrong. I love taking a class, Yeah, but I just really enjoy teaching and, yeah. and encouraging people to like think beyond what's possible and stuff like that. Oh. Um, when I'm taking a class, I can usually just get into the vibe of it and, and do what's being asked of me and not right. be too critical of the situation. And, yeah. and, try and I try and enjoy myself because it's so rare that I get to take a class. Yeah. yeah I, I, I just, I, I just kind of let it go and, and do the class. Like, right. As long as I can. Unless there's something happening where I'm just like, uh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> do you, 
if and when you do take a class, when you find time, do you find yourself staying at your studio or do you find yourself um, venturing out and going somewhere else? Um, as of late, it's been at my studio. Okay. But A, it's more convenient for me because I'm already here. Mm -hmm. um, and I enjoy the teachers here very much. Um, and, uh, you know, COVID is kind of yeah. on some of that. So, um, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily uh, venturing out too, too much these days. So, um, but back before all of this went down, you know, I would try and go other places when I could, but that it's, it's just so much easier for me to do it here. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. That does make sense. Yes. Yeah. I was just, I was just curious. Yeah, no, I do enjoy going other places though, because I am always here. So it is nice to like experience a different room or whatever, but I'm so spoiled to the glowing body that it's hard mm -hmm. not to just, just stay yeah. here. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> it is, it is, it is a beautiful facility. That's for sure. I would yes. have a hard time going anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what, tell us, um, your like yoga journey and you can take this as far as we want. Like, obviously yeah. I want to know what brought you into teaching, but first, like, how did you get into yoga? Um, okay. like, what is that? What did that look like? Well, um, it kind of started out as a joke, um, oh, really? uh, back in 1990 yeah. when I was at LSU, mm -hmm. um, my girlfriends and I went to summer school in Hawaii. Oh, and there was a, I don't know if they still do this, but you could, you didn't have to pay out of state tuition. Oh. And so you could go to summer school there and it was just like the same tuition you'd be paying at LSU, except you had to fly, which was a right. lot deeper then, you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, <clears throat> we went to summer school at the university of Hawaii on Oahu and we didn't want to work too hard. Right. <laughs> We're going to yeah. be at the beach. So we took English and yoga. Oh, and that was my first. Now I had taken a yoga class in Baton Rouge. I, it was probably, I think it was a Bikram class. Okay. Although I wasn't really too like, un, I didn't really understand all the styles and all of that at that point, but I'm pretty sure it was a Bikram class uh, with some friends who were doing yoga there, but I had not really dabbled in it too much. So I, um, took this course. The teacher's name was Penny Singh, and I believe she was an Iyengar teacher. Although, again, not a hundred percent sure because I wasn't super privy at that point. Um, and just, I just loved it. And um, I, I had got my Rodney Yee VHS tape after that, and did that on my own for a long time, probably like 10 years, just kind of, wow. it was just like, oh, part, wow. it was part of, you know, my exercise. So, you know, I've always been very active walking or biking or whatever. Um, and so I just did some yoga. It, I wasn't like super consistent or, you know, it was just part of what I, I enjoyed it. Um, and did you enjoy it? I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it because of the meditative part? Did you enjoy it because of the restorative part? No, like what no. was it, it was that more, kept you? It was more of the active part of it that 
Okay. That I liked. Um, although that's not really how we practiced in Hawaii. That that was more of like a meditative, um, kind of slower paced approach. Um, and, you know, that worked great because we were usually hungover. <laughs> so... <laughs> that, and and here's the funny thing is I made a B in yoga. Oh wow! What? Mostly <laughs> because of the hungoverness. But anyway, those were that was another time in my life. Um, so then, when I was thirty, um, I got back into. I was living in New Orleans. And I got back into it. A friend of mine was taking a class at the University of New Orleans, a yoga class. And the yoga teacher was looking for work study students. And um, I guess I was about 30 at the time. And, you know, I was working a job, but not making a huge amount of money and, you know, kind of on the poorer side of life. And, and so I was like, I'll do that. That sounds cool. Then I can take yoga. And, uh, you know, I had at that point, I had never been to a yoga studio. Mm. Um, but I, at, I had moved to California before that. And I actually lived very close to Rodney Yee's yoga studio. You know, that was my VHS tape, Rodney Yee. And his studio, and my roommate was like, you know, he's got a studio near, but I had never been to a yoga studio. So I didn't really know to like go to a yoga studio, right? Like that was not in my consciousness because it just wasn't a big thing back then. They didn't really exist everywhere like they do now. I mean, there were some yoga studios in Baton Rouge, but it was probably, you know, it seemed kind of weird. Like it wasn't, it wasn't super mainstream or anything. So, um, you know, I never went. And so I didn't go to Rodney's studio in California either, even though I probably lived, you know, literally like five miles away from it. Um, so, I, you know, that was still my videotape time. And then um, I've got involved with this work study program at the um, New Orleans Yoga Center. And I did, I cleaned the floors and the mats and the toilets and I helped with check-in and all that kind of stuff. And it allowed me to practice three days a week. Mm-hmm. And so I really got into a consistent practice and I was studying with Sean Johnson, who's an amazing guy and um, wonderful person and also a fantastic musician. And he would sing to us and play his sitar. And it was just an amazing experience. And I'm wow. so grateful. Yeah, that I had him as my... Why don't you play your guitar, Jim? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been booed for my singing. I don't think y'all... <laughs> so the, I did that for like a year and a half. And then um, then my husband and I were having this long-distance relationship. He lived in Knoxville. I lived in New Orleans. So then I ended up moving to Knoxville. And I, um, I, you know, I really wanted to teach. But New Orleans was a little bit more of a competitive field, bigger city, you know, there was more yoga going on there. Um, So I was kind of low person on the totem pole in terms of Mm. like, you know, becoming a teacher. Well, I moved here and there was very little yoga going on. Um, Ron Felix had his Iyengar studio in West Knoxville. And I found somebody who was doing a class in South Knoxville at a gym or something. And I think she was a Kundalini teacher. Oh, oh, and uh, went to her class. Like I was just looking for any yoga. I went mm-hmm. to Ron's class. I I didn't really drive with him very well. 
so I was kind of seeking out something else. And um, this teacher, I went to her class and she was like, I think that you would enjoy um, Philip Cliff's classes. Um, so she gave me his name and then I found him at what was then Well by Nature, which was affiliated with Nature's Pantry, which was a health yeah. store. Um, and so I started practicing with him. And, you know, I was probably a year into that or so working with him. We were doing Ashtanga yoga. Uh, which is what, what I was. What, in New Orleans. what year? What year was this? Like what? that was like two thousand two, maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, and so Philip was just kind of operating out of that space on his own. He was also a massage therapist there, and um, so then I came on the scene, started practicing with him, and I was like, "Hey, I want to teach," and he said, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how I started teaching. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, during that time, I also went to Asheville a lot um, and studied there. My one, two of my good friends from New Orleans opened a restaurant in Asheville and they lived right by Asheville Yoga Center. So I, I could go and spend a week with them and they'd feed me and we'd laugh and and I could walk to the studio and it was awesome. So and I was childless. Now, I had a stepdaughter, but she was older. I didn't have yeah. class at that point. So um, I was in Asheville all the time doing lots of different trainings with all kinds of different teachers. And at that point, Asheville Yoga Center brought in people from all over the country. And so I got to practice with amazing teachers and, uh, you know, the best of the best. And so I spent a lot of time there and just started teaching, just you know, using the limited resources that I had, which was very limited back then, that yoga was not all over the internet like it is now. Um, you know, you really had to kind of skirt, search and scour for things. Um, started teaching, started developing a, you know, a client base. And uh, we were there for six years. Um, and then Anne Yates, who owned the uh, well by nature uh, became ill with breast cancer Mm. and that's that all started kind of falling apart but at the same time hollis church decided to open the glowing body and the glowing bowl which was her raw foods cafe oh okay yeah so that was all one thing and you know hollis is a real pioneer and um, not afraid of like investing money in things and making it nice and, and doing it up. Right. So we were lucky to have her at the, at the helm of this, um, when she did it, um, because it, although the timing was not right for her raw foods cafe, cause this neighborhood was not developed. We were the only building at that point in this neighborhood that was being revamped. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was like us and the hookers on Central, you know, yeah. there, was not, yeah. there was nothing going on around here. It's not like it is now. Um, we were a lone ship. And so um, the timing was not right for her raw foods cafe that ended up kind of fizzling. Um, although it probably do great now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But back then, 2008, it was still early days for that kind of thing. But anyway, we started the yoga studio. I, I ended up coming here with her. Um, and then Philip followed soon thereafter, I think after exploring some options and realizing this was probably the better place for him to be. So then we just kind of, you know, we were over here and uh, I've been here ever since. And wow. I'll, I, I always say 
You can't make me leave. <laughs> I love it. Um, I go with this place. I love it. Okay. Yeah, so um, tell us, I'm super curious about any misconceptions about yoga that you wish you could just like shake people yeah. and be like, that's not true or things like that, that. Well, the whole, you know, I'm not flexible enough to do yoga oh. is that does not matter. Right. I mean, yeah. and how are you going to get more flexible by not Thank doing you. it? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but flexibility is not the only thing that, that yoga is right. It's yeah. there's, a, there's a strength side. There's a restorative side. There's a meditative side. There's it's kind of all encompassing. So yeah. it's, um, it's not just one, it's not just stretching. Um, there's a whole mindfulness and awareness part of it that often gets overlooked. Um, it when, when you just don't know anything about it. Right. right. Um, there's also yoga can also be very powerful. And, um, and like weight training, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. you're just using your own body weight kind of thing. Right. Um, and I use a lot of tools that encourage um, another side of that power that might be missed without the tools. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's probably one of those things like, oh, or I can't do that. Mm. I can't do what you're doing. Well, it's like, well, I may or may not say that in your classes when I come. <laughs> well, it's also like I'm 30 years into this. Right. You might just be a year into this. And I always right. tell people it takes 10 years. You're not going to want to hear that, but that's about how long it takes for you to go. Oh, now I get it. Oh, wow. So, that's so along those lines, when you're talking about, you know, mindfulness and body awareness and that type of thing, what, is you said you went to LSU and mm -hmm. what, what is your educational outside of yoga background? Um, do you have like a kinesiology or anatomy or no, no, I, like did not, I did not. This was not my path at all. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I have a degree in advertising from LSU. Okay. Which didn't, do much for me. Um, and I ended up going back to school um, in my late 20s to and got a, I didn't get another degree. I just did the study I needed to do for graphic design. And okay. so, yeah, so I, I spent a lot, uh, many years after graduating from college, waiting tables and traveling and, you know, doing stuff you do in your 20s. And then, you know, late 20s, I was like, don't want to wait tables anymore. So I need to refocus. And so then I went into graphic design and then I moved to California and did some graphic design work out there for, I don't know, I, I, I was out there for like a year probably in the Bay Area. And then I ended up going back to New Orleans and, you know, continued on that path. And then I got involved in yoga there. And um, I didn't, you know, I didn't start teaching until many, many years later. So, um, Okay, that's interesting. Just because uh, I didn't, there was no, no, I did not have, no, I was always very active in high school. I was a cheerleader, right. um, you know, that kind of thing. Like, always did aerobics or whatever was popular at the time, or, or you know, power walking or rollerblading or whatever. Like, it's definitely an active lifestyle. Um, yeah. But, um, 
Never. That's encouraging to me, though, because that's what I told Haley, well, and everyone I've talked to about your class is that um, I feel like I learned a lot more about body. And I've been, you know, doing dabbling in yoga for, I don't know, since when Haley, when did we got 2016 for five years, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the kind of the extent, um, you know, I'd go to some studios and yeah, you know, anyway, but, uh, I just feel like you had such a beautiful awareness of our actual core muscles and strength and our spine Mm -hmm. and neck. And, um, and so, so I was just curious, that's encouraging though, that, I don't have to have a kinesiology or anatomy degree that I can do some of that no, study. Uh, so I just got with smart people. Yeah. I, mean, I can tell when a teacher knows what they're talking about. One of my right. uh, what one of a teacher who's like that for me is Allison West. Um okay. she had a studio in New York and uh Tammy Kayusius, who used to own the yoga studio for she owned it for several seven years or so. Um, she brought her in for teacher training. And Allison is like that, like just blew my mind. I learned more from her in two hours than I learned from some people in a week, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. um, So when I find somebody like that, I glom on and I listen to every word they say, Mm -hmm. and I write everything down furiously and, you know, take a lot of pictures and just so that I can absorb as much as I can. Um, You know, I'm very interested in the body. And so that's, it's easy for me to kind of connect with that stuff. And, uh, and, you know, practicing for so long, you just naturally start to have that understanding become clearer and clearer and clearer. Um, but yeah, and, uh, Sadie Nardini was a big, um, influence on me in that. And so was Leslie Kamenoff. Some of these people were not in that bio list, but they're big influences on me. Uh, Leslie has an anatomy training, um, which I did online. Um, he comes around to Asheville every now and again, but he's a really, really smart man and um, has great books and online training courses and um, really respect him a lot. I call him the Dr. Phil of yoga because he's very frank and he's like, yeah. you know, kind of like, how's that working for you? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but anyway, he's a, he's brilliant. And, you know, he was a teacher of Sadie's. And, um, you know, not Allison, but, you know, they all kind of run in those circles. They're all New Yorkers. And anyway, just really smart. Um, The Swenson brothers were great influences on me, too. The Ashtanga, they do Ashtanga. And I don't know, just I've just um, when I can tell somebody knows what they're talking about, I listen. Mm -hmm. Right. Speaking of Ashtanga, what would you consider that your favorite style of yoga like what's your favorite style that you like to teach and what's your favorite that you um, like to participate I don't, in I, gosh I, I teach a lot of different styles if you want to although they're all kind of influenced they influence each other um no ashtanga is not my favorite style um mostly now I respect the system very much but it hurts me I've, I've hurt myself <laughs> Doing that practice, okay. uh, pulled hamstring tendons specifically. Oh. Um, oh wow! Yeah, which led me down the path that I'm on. 
with all the props uh, and the ropes wall. Wait, which one's Ashtanga? Ashtanga is a series of postures. Um, very, it's fast paced. It's um, um, there's, it's got six series: primary series, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Um, and you, it's like sun salutation A, sun salutation B. Uh, okay. Then you do standing poses. Then you know that uh, kind. Of thing. Okay. Um, but it's you do the same thing every time. Got it. Once you've mastered a series, is that like Hot Twenty One or whatever they do? Is that uh, Sangha or is that similar to that? Hot? Those hot classes are based on Bikram yoga. Uh, yeah, those are more Bikram, okay. and that's also a set series of postures that you would right. do the same thing every time. Okay. Um, yeah. Ashtanga. Now, it primary series is not primary by any means. It's difficult and. Um, should be a care, but primary series is a lot of forward folding. Uh, okay. And um, so anyway, we we used to do a lot of Ashtanga uh, back in the day, uh, and I I am very flexible, um, fairly strong, but didn't have that understanding of where I needed to be stronger. Uh, right. And yeah. so I would just yank, yank, yank on my flexible parts until they gave. Uh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a painful injury. And I did it on both legs, mm. but the silver lining to that was that in order to keep going as a teacher, because it's really easy to re-injure yourself with that particular injury, because if you pull on it again, it's re-injured, right. right? It's right. very simple. Um, so as a, to keep going as a teacher, I had to develop a new way of practicing for myself, um, so that I didn't keep hurting myself. Um, and again, when I did that, there was very little information about it out there in the world. Now it's much, you can find information about it anywhere you want to look because so many people have suffered from it and continue to suffer from it. Um, I'm hoping that's less and less. That's been my mission <laughs> after having that injury is like no one else is going to do this to themselves because it's it sucks. It takes at least a year to recover from at least. Wow. And it could be your whole life again, because if you, you don't keep if you don't adjust the way you're operating physically and awareness wise, you will re-injure yourself. So but that set me on that path of like. I've got to learn new things. I've got to figure out different ways. I've got to start using props. I've got to, you know, figure out how to fix this because I don't want to stop what I'm doing. I love right. it. You know, right. that's cool. And so um, that, that, that would be why Ashtanga would not be my favorite style. My, I don't really know if I have a favorite style. I, you know, I love yin yoga, which is the antithesis of that, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. now that's not to say it's not challenging, in its own way, but it's, it's way more passive, way more introspective, uh, way more meditative. Now I do love a good, you know, rousing round of power yoga. Um, but I also like to Iyengar style yoga where it's very kind of cerebral and you're really, really thinking about what you're doing and each, you know, each piece part, like how it's lining up with one another and, uh, using props to help you understand that. So I, I would, I, I mean, I guess I'm more like prop centric stuff, mm-hmm. 
But I don't know if you can apply a style to that because they, they're all kind of blurring into one another at this point. Yeah. But at least for me, and I think in general, I think like yeah. teachers in, are learning to, to kind of incorporate a lot of that stuff. And uh, now you may start out like me, like I'm doing this, I'm on this path. You know, I studied with David Swenson and Doug Swenson and, you know, did all these Ashtanga type trainings and was super into that. Uh, but then it became unsustainable for me, mm-hmm. right, to yeah. keep doing that. So, um, yeah, I, I, but I like props. I think it's very, 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 very valuable in terms of learning and understanding what you should be doing versus mm-hmm. what you think you should be doing. Oh, yeah. I agree. Because what you think you should be doing or what you will habitually do is different than what you will do when you introduce some form of leverage, like a rope wall or a yoga strap or a mm-hmm. yoga block or a bolster or a wheel or whatever it is, right? When you introduce something to the equation, you're going to physically operate differently. And then your awareness builds, right? And then you can do that again and again and again and again. And you can break your habits that might be injurious. Yes. Yes. That's the first time I've ever, I've obviously used a strap before. Mm -hmm. Um, I've used blocks before. Never used a wheel, had no idea Mm -hmm. what I was getting into. And that's exactly my thoughts. The the leverage and the force to put you in position, yeah, correct, corrected posture immediately. Um, yeah, yeah, you get that yeah. immediate feedback. Yeah, and then you can, when you're not using a wheel, you can be like, hmm, yes, what did I do when I was using that wheel, and then you're able to self adjust. You don't need a teacher to come and fix you, right? That's a whole mm-hmm. other realm of yoga that can be injurious somebody's Mm -hmm. putting their hands on you in ways that are not helpful necessarily right where they're Mm -hmm. not acting like leverage where they're trying to like force you into something or whatever um so using leverage also informs you say if you're a teacher right how Mm -hmm. adjustments should be working yes right right you need leverage not as the forcer into oppose right when you are preparing for a class with props or not with props just any kind of class you're preparing for um what does your preparation look like do you script do you Um, my preparation is often so i use instagram a lot these days because there's a wealth of inspiration right right, out there and um so i'll just kind of I save a lot of things so that I can go back and look at it later. Like, I'll be like, oh, that's cool. I'll save it. And then something I see might inspire me mm-hmm. to be like, hmm, how can I do that on the ropes wall? Or how? what if I put a yoga wheel in that? And so that'll just kind of then turn into an experimentation fest. Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm just like, what if I try this? What if I try this? So I have a, a yoga studio at home, which I didn't always have. It's a fairly recent, you know, in the past two or three years. Um, and I have a ropes wall. So that gives me a lot of, um, play. it gives me a lot of experimentation uh, possibilities. Um, but you don't need a ropes wall. 
Mm -hmm. Just, you know, yoga wheel and a strap or a block or whatever you've got is a, a way to kind of experiment. And But that's often how I'll, my process is like, I'll, I'll see something or I'll think about something and be like, huh, I'm going to go try that. And then that'll kind of lead me down a path like, you know, shoulder stand. Let's do different ways of shoulder stand or whatever. You know, I don't it kind of just depends on what my kick is that day or week yeah what i'm into that's cool i was not expecting that instagram but that makes sense oh yeah no i use instagram all kinds of a stuff. lot yeah. yeah and i i really started using the internet a lot when um i got i asked for this ropes wall to be put in at the glowing body mm -hmm. um when hollis was building this place out my sister-in-law uh lives in nashville and she lived across the street from 12 south yoga which is not 12 South anymore. I think it's called Chestnut Hill Yoga. It's a Nyingar studio. And they were never open when I was there. I would go on a weekend or whatever, and they would not be open. And I go and peek in the windows mm -hmm. and they had a ropes wall. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> I need that. And so I started looking it up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And Hollis being the pioneer, you know, investor kind of person that she is i asked her to put a rope squall in and she said sure that's awesome and so then i had to figure out how to use it because <laughs> yeah. i didn't know i had never been on one right and um so i got all you know once all the ropes and slings and stuff derived i was like okay now i need to find some material <laughs> the only thing i could find was um there's this woman chris and i can't remember her last name i wish i could i could uh, uh give her name here but um she's out of michigan she's an iangar teacher and it was like a kinko's hand-drawn you know per stick not stick figure but like basically that there was yeah. no explanation it was just drawings you know spiral bound at kinko's book that she would mail to you oh and that's what i started with with wow. that and then i just started googling ropes wall right that's that's when i really started kind of using stuff from the internet because there wasn't anything there yeah. were no books there was nothing for me and there was no other teacher in town for me to or even in Asheville. there's not a, there wasn't yeah when i got this ropes wall i'm not sure there was a ropes wall in Asheville. now there then there was cindy dollar had one in her studio which is what my ropes wall is at home is panels from her studio that oh, when wow. she's, I bought some from her yeah. and brought it. Home. Um, but anyway, I didn't have a teacher. Yeah. And so I just used Google mm -hmm. and found images. And then my students were basically my guinea pigs. That's, <laughs> That's yes. how yeah. <laughs> you're my guinea pigs. I'll try it. And then I take it into the classroom and hope that everybody can do it. <laughs> and it doesn't always work out. Sometimes it's a huge flop and people are yeah. like, what are you trying to get us to do here? <laughs> this sucks. And I'm just like, okay, let's move on from that. <laughs> but that, you know, it's often just kind of an experiment in, you know, I'll take my knowledge and, and try and pack it into this particular sequence and and offer it out sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't most of the time it works but sometimes yeah. it doesn't you know and uh that's just part of it 
But that's, I use the internet a lot for ideas. And now it's, you know, God, with Instagram, it's like a dream come true. Mm-hmm. I have friends, Instagram yoga buddies all over the world. It's like, there's there's the Chinese me and the the Turkish me. And the, you know, it's like people everywhere who yes. are doing what I'm doing and are super into it. And we just share ideas and it's amazing. That's awesome. It's amazing. And That's you know, cool. I did not have that when I started out as a teacher. Right. There was one website with some yoga poses on it or whatever, you know. Um, and so I'm very grateful for that because it and for the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, these people care about me too. Yeah. Like, like if I don't post, they'll be like, are you okay? You know, really sweet. And uh, so I'm just grateful for that, for that community that that Instagram has helped me to, you know, develop and, and, and have in my life. Well, it sounds like to me, what is makes you an exceptional instructor is your desire for knowledge, which is huge. And um, you, you're not complacent. And so I think that's encouraging. You could take that and put it into any area of life. I mean, be it fitness or work or your family or whatever. Um, And so uh, I think that just answers the question of how are you so great? And I think it's just because you have an actual, well, you, you really are, but I think it's because you have an actual compassion towards your participants and you yeah. want them to know what you have spent time and effort in learning about. Um, and like I said, I think you can take that across the board, even if right. someone listening is not like a yogi or someone listening is not necessarily super into fitness. But I mean, I think you can take that, um, that perspective literally anywhere in your life. So yearn to learn. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yearn, yearn to, learn. to learn. I like it. I like it a lot. Sure. <laughs> hashtag hashtag yearn to learn. learn learn to learn i like it um, uh, yeah i mean i think i think you have to uh somebody i don't know who said this quote but we say it in class all the time be curious not furious i like it yes you yeah, know like, like it's it's just that that curiosity that that uh, excitement that comes from like oh i get that now That's really kind of what propels me forward as a teacher personally and like seeing that light in people's eyes when they get it Mm -hmm. or when they do something that they didn't think that they could possibly do. Right. And they do it and they become slightly more empowered. Mm. Right. Yes. It's all about confidence. Right. Yeah. Then they can take that into their work and their family and their community and everything. And it's, it's just such a um, a gratifying experience. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, that's. I just think that like fitness in general, the mind body connection, and when you can do things like that in a yoga yeah. classroom or anywhere, it to your point, it's like oh, this translates. Yeah. You know, this translates to me doing other things non-physical or whatever that challenge of yourself doing something that you didn't think you could do so yeah. I just know that so uh, also on the same side of that on the other side of that like being still when you didn't think you could be still mm. 
<laughs> yin yoga. Yeah. Yin yoga blew my mind when I yes. learned it. I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I had been Ashtanga and like pushing, 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 always going mm-hmm. for the limits. Because yes. that's my personality. You know, right. I'm like type A all the way. I need that. I need to back the hell off all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yes. I'm like diving yeah. in and going and just not thinking a lot. And mm-hmm, we're going to do this. And that that just made me dial it back and go, oh, yeah. thank mm-hmm. goodness this exists. Yes. And I can slow down yes. because that's what I really need to do. <laughs> I got the other part fine, you know. Yes. Um, so I, I think that's an important thing to that that yoga can offer too. It's mm-hmm. like there's always a way to kind of meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go and push, you can do that. Push. But you also need to slow down, right? And be still and look at yourself and sit with your shit. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely like you were saying, I think Haley and I resonate with that. Like the rest part of yoga is actually more work than yeah. the than the push. Yeah, I think um, that's what I learned about five years ago of, oh, I really need to chill out for a minute every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Um, so I, that's why I think yoga is really beautiful. It's different than um, weight training, it's different than cardio because you really can in that, in one practice, you can go, you know, zero totally different. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, what's interesting that you say that, um, I was taking some Pilates with Jay Apking, I think is his last name. And I'm sorry if I'm saying that, if I'm off base with that, but he's a solo Pilates teacher. He taught, um, Pilates out of his home. And one of my students went to him and I was doing stuff with him for a while. And I loved Pilates, loved the reformer, like all that leverage. It just turned me on. I loved it, loved it, loved it. But we didn't do Shavasana. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, at the end I was like, I'm going to lie down. <laughs> yeah. I need I'm a minute. Process, you know? Yeah. So like that is a huge gift mm-hmm. that yoga gives in my yes. opinion. Because it would just be like, okay, we're finished. Bye. And I'm like, I'm not finished. Yeah. I'm going like, to close this off somehow, you know? Um, so that, that is a, um, I'm just grateful for that part of yoga. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a huge meditator, sitter, meditator. I wish I was better at it. Um, but the yin practice is that for me. Sitting in a pose five minutes and paying attention to myself and paying attention to my breathing. And then I'm able to translate that into my more powerful practice. Yeah. I can notice when I'm like really pushing too hard, back off, ease it up, find the balance, right? It's the balance between ease and effort. That's what yoga is. Right. And you're going to swing in one way or the other, right? But it's learning to kind of find that, that happy medium where you're doing both. Um, that is a huge part of that practice. And again, it takes a long time to get to that because you're going to be fighting probably in the beginning. And then you probably, you might hit a point where you're like tired, you know, I just want to lay down and then you come back again and you're like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, got a little more vigor now, but now I have more understanding of 
how to reach strike that balance so i'm not right. burning myself out one way or the other right right um and that's just a that's just a beautiful part of the practice that i'm eternally grateful for and that i call it adult nap time like we <laughs> we need to just simmer down especially right now it's yeah, right. so crazy and just to have that five, 10 minutes, if you, you know, if your teacher's good, I'm, I'm always running out of time. So sometimes my Shavasanas are short and I'm sorry, but <laughs> I get into it and I, uh, I, uh, I always go over time, but, um, it's just a, it's important. It is important. important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Is there anything that we haven't touched on Jen that you're like, I really want to talk about this or put this out there. Um, there may be nothing, but I don't, I don't want to just. Yeah, leave. no, I think, I think we've covered a lot of bases. Um, I, what I do want to say about yoga is shop around. Shop around. Shop yeah. around. <laughs> shop around. Find what resonates with you, but also do things that you don't think will resonate with you mm, and just see, see what happens. Right. Like, the world's not going to stop. You're going to be okay. It's just an hour class or whatever. Even if you hate it, it's just an hour out of your life. But I guarantee you will gain some different perspective. Everybody has a different way of saying things. Everybody has different experiences in their bodies and in their minds with their practice. So every teacher has something to offer. Right. Like um, even if they're a brand new yoga teacher, mm -hmm. they right. still have something to offer. And... Um, it's important to kind of push, get out of your comfort zone sometimes. You know, if you're the person who is a, a loves power stuff, go try a yin class and see yeah. what that does for you. If you're, um, a, you know, soft and mushy and just love to do restorative yoga, go try something a little more challenging sometimes. Or if you've never done yoga at all, find a beginner class. But try several different kinds, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, and you'll find the teacher that you like and that you probably start going to more regularly or what, you know, it doesn't mean that, um, I, what I'm saying is like, don't limit yourself. Mm. So one teacher, one style, try things. Right. Because there's a lot, yoga has a lot of different facets. Right. It's important to get, yeah, explore it and, and, I mean, that's what I'm all about. Don't put yourself I, in a box. Yeah, I take things from all over the place. I'm right. I, there's not when you ask what style, I don't know, because I like all of them. Yeah. And right. I like I like aspects of Kundalini yoga and I like aspects of Iyengar. And I like I, and I just kind of put them into one. Whatever, whatever I think communicates yeah. the the what I need to communicate to get people to understand it in their bodies and for me to understand it in my own, that's the first place that I have to understand it in order yeah. to be able to communicate it well. And mm -hmm. so if I can find something from some style of yoga that made me go, oh, cool. Right. That, then it's coming in, you know, and then awesome. it's going around. Yeah. Like, and I'm not yeah. afraid to say, hey, y'all, uh, I've been teaching this and saying this, and I just found out that was wrong. And probably dumb of me to say, and now I'm doing this. Right. And now I'm saying this because this is more informed. Yeah. And that's, you know, this is a time right now when a lot of information is coming out about mm -hmm. 
you know, biomechanics and functional mobility and, you know, all these cool things that are influencing how yoga practitioners operate. Um, so, uh, you know, if you experience that, if a teacher's doing that, that's good. Mm -hmm. That they're saying, you know what? I was wrong. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. All right. Come out of my mouth over the years. I would look back on and be like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> I know. I, I said that. Um, but, you know, you you live and learn and you do your best, do the best with what you got as you got yes. it, you know, and that's just kind of the approach that I take. Love so it. I think that'd be the last thing I want to say. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Are we are we ready for our finishers? Yes. Yeah, so, Jen, what we typically do at the end of every episode as we kind of give like a, a finish, like a finish up to a class, like a sprint to the finish or, mm -hmm. you know, kind of wrap it up. So um, we'll start with our finisher. Did you, do you have one? Did Haley warn you? Yeah, she did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will start. So I'm finishing with Zappos. Um, I'm a shoe fanatic. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I am a VIP Zappos customer. Uh, which VIP. Is, I don't know. Oh yes. I mean, I literally get my shoes in like 24 hours. What? But, um, it's really, um, I gotta look into this. Zappos? Yeah. You never shopped on Zappos? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Uh, awesome. It is. It's the best. I'm a and shoe so, person. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm obsessed with shoes. So I'm especially obsessed with running shoes and I needed a pair um, like three weeks ago and I ordered my you know, the same thing I order every time off Zappos and they sent me a pair of flip-flops. They did not send me my shoes. And so I actually called them like a customer service person spoke to me and she corrected it immediately. Has them like I'm supposed to get on today. Gave me $25 off. It was exceptional customer service. I love being able to talk to a person. And so even though they got it wrong, they still have my heart. Yeah. So, you know, go to Zappos, get you some shoes. So anyway, that's what I'm finishing with. Today. I concur. I've had great experiences with them. Yeah, that's they're awesome. great. Very fast. Very great. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So mine is silly, but what else do you expect from me? <laughs> um, okay. So on Friday is a new season of Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team. And it's I love fun. this show because it's these it's all these women with this dream to cheer and, and dance and all that. So I love it. So it's coming on Friday. So when you, when this episode drops and you hear this on Friday, you have a couple hours, get your DVR, right? Okay. Yes. And I think, so, cause we don't have the cable at our house. And oh, so I looked Hulu. it up. Yes. I looked it up. I think you can watch it on Hulu. So I'm pumped. Yes. It's reality TV, but it's good. It's like, you're following these women's dreams. And I love yeah. it. <laughs> What's it called? Dallas Cowboys. It's called Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Making the Team. And it's like all these dancers and their mm -hmm. journey to like make the team. But it's fascinating. Yeah. Sounds cool. I love it. Okay, Jen, what are you finishing? Okay, with? my finisher is get a yoga wheel. Oh, oh yes. Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay. Um, I like to support Dharma Yoga Wheel. Uh, okay. These are the. Uh, Dharma Mitra, he's a teacher in New York, and his son developed the yoga wheel. It used to be wood, and it was probably really hard to make. Um, it was not, it's nice and fine. It was just, 
labor intensive probably to mm-hmm. make so then yeah. they developed the idea that exists now which is i think they use sewer pipe is the the material that most oh. yoga wheels are, are made from yeah um, it's kind of lighter weight. You can wrap a yoga, you know, glue a yoga mat on the outside of it. But anyway, they developed the wheel and uh, it's genius yeah. in my opinion. The first time I saw a yoga wheel on Instagram, I said, gotta have that. <laughs> I ordered one right away because I could just tell like that has right. infinite possibilities. And so um, it, there are, so I don't think they patented it, unfortunately. And now mm. there's like a bajillion yoga wheels. Mm. Um, th- so my support Dharma yoga wheel, if you can, it's D-H-A-R-M-A, Dharma yoga wheel.com. Okay. Um, okay. Because they are the developers. But however you get your yoga wheel, they're all over Amazon. Get a yoga wheel. It can change your life and your practice. And you can look to me for ways to use it. I post on Instagram all the time, ways to use the yoga wheel, or you can join me in a class or, or find a class locally that suits your schedule, whatever. But a yoga wheel will make a huge difference in um, all kinds of ways. And it's a great tool. And it's one of my favorites. Um, you can find them at TJ Maxx. Oh, wow. at Ross. For 15 bucks. I mean, like you can get them pretty cheaply. Now watch the material of your yoga wheel. Make sure it doesn't give too much. Like some of them I've seen are a little chintzy. Yeah, okay. You know, they need to be able to support your weight and don't not feel like they're going to break beneath you. Right. Um, but especially yoga- if you're doing those headstands with it. I was gonna say, yeah. 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 Now that probably wouldn't make it give too much. Like your body weight would yeah, probably be more. But a yoga wheel in your, and it's, you can slip it under the bed in a closet. It doesn't take up a lot of room. You can put it in your car. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to take with you to class. Um, and I just love it. And, um, that's my finisher. Get a yoga wheel. I love it. Okay. Where can we find you on, where can people find you? Okay. So I operate out of the glowing body yoga studio, which is in happy holler in that suite. Um, uh, which is, um, not far from downtown Knoxville. Um, it's a beautiful space as we were saying, and very welcoming and warm and loving. And I encourage you to come in and visit us there. Uh, that is glowingbody.net for that website. Um, I'm on Instagram at core explore, um, where you will find all my yoga shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, and I, you know, I'm usually posting a few times a day, whatever I'm working on yoga, oh, wheel, awesome. all props, all kinds of things. And I'll be, you know, I promote what I'm working on there. Um, I have some workshops uh, through the remainder of the year. I call it Asana Atelier and Atelier is a, where a master, it's usually in fine arts where a master works with a group of students. Yeah. Um, and so I've called it Asana Atelier. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I've got one coming up on September 26th, which is a yoga wheel course. Uh, three hours of yoga wheel work with me, and we'll just cover all kinds of bases. Um, so that's that's where you can find me Instagram awesome. or sitting at the desk at the Glow. Mm-hmm. 
Yay! Awesome! Thank you awesome. so much for yeah. joining us today. It was a lot of fun. Good. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, hope, to, hope to see you again at Glowing Body Safe. Yeah, yeah. Y'all need to come try ropes class next. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We are coming. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's all for. Okay. The thousand. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, I have to put Jen. that sound by in. Yes, Jen, thank you so much. You are the best. Thank you. Namaste. You are the best. Yes. Namaste. Thank yes. you. Thank you.